Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Money Wise radio show brought to you by USA Wealth Group and Ray Lance, of course, who helps make our retirement better. How? Well, Ray shows us how to not only protect our assets and our families, but everything that we've worked so very hard for. And Ray, good Sunday morning, my friend. Good Sunday morning, Phil. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's always a pleasure, Phil. Yes. And you know what makes it even more of a pleasure today? Tell me. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased to have two of our staff people, uh, professionals, with me this morning in the studio. Yes. We have uh, Deborah Broger. Say good morning, Deb. Hi. Good morning, good everyone. Morning. And we have Matthew Medeiros. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, this is their first experience in front of a microphone in a radio studio. Uh-oh. So let's see what questions we can ask them. To <laughs> <laughs> no, I promise we won't embarrass them. And, and actually, they're here primarily for a photo shoot more than uh, talking on the radio. But um, Very good. Maybe we can ask a couple of questions. Wonderful to have you here. We have a trapped audience, so to speak. <laughs> right, a trapped <laughs> Well, good Sunday morning, everyone. Thank you so much for listening every week. It's it's always a pleasure to hear people who listen to the radio station. And I have a number of people now who tell me, yes, I listen every single week. I'm so happy to hear that. Of course, I talked to another woman a few days ago, and she says, I don't get up that early on Sunday morning. <laughs> I said, well, you'll have to try. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to talk about uh, what's actually a very interesting subject uh, it may not sound like it, but it's uh, life insurance with living benefits. Oh. So what do you think about when you think about life insurance? You think about somebody who's died or is planning to die at some point in time, as we all will be. And you think there's going to be a death benefit paid out to the beneficiary who's named on the policy. We're going to talk today about why life insurance is so much more than that, how it can be used for long-term care if somebody has to go to a nursing home mm-hmm. without having to purchase a long-term care insurance policy. We're going to talk about how you can borrow money if you need it for college funding, uh, college financing, or if you have a business you need to put money into. Life insurance, especially whole life insurance or indexed universal life insurance, is building up cash value is not only a potentially great investment, but it's also something you can use during your lifetime. The other time you might want to use your life insurance policy is, what if you had a life insurance policy that had built up cash value and suddenly found out that you had a terminal illness? Well, it's not a pleasant subject necessarily, but what if you could take some of those proceeds out of your policy and do something that was meaningful to you, whether it's taking a trip or taking your entire family on a cruise. I have a good friend who unfortunately died last year. Uh, He was retired, and he had a fairly large extended family, five children and a large number of grandchildren. And several times he paid for the entire family to go on a cruise, and he did that by taking money out of his life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. And he paid for the whole thing. What a wonderful way to spend your money. Instead of just waiting until you're gone and then somebody (laughs) suddenly has a large pile of money from a death benefit. So you can use life insurance proceeds, cash value that you're building up to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. or do something that's more creative. What do you think, Deb? Do you think that sounds like a good idea? It sure does, Ray. Good. (laughs) She has to agree with me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, I want to start out this morning, as I, as I like to, uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, with a quotation from our famous Greek philosopher, Anonymous. <laughs> Anonymous. <laughs> you have the accent down, too. And Anonymous said, if you can't run with the big dogs, stay up on the porch. I like that. <laughs> and um, Bernard Baruch, who is a famous uh, New York financier, said, we didn't all come over on the same ship, but we are all in the same boat. Oh, that's, that's clever. I mm-hmm. thought that was very clever. We'll have a few more as we're going along. I, I enjoy my quotations, and I enjoy the Greek philosophers sometimes. Today we're going to talk about life insurance. We're going to talk about life in general. And so here's a quotation from a famous Greek philosopher, Phil, mm-hmm. whose name begins with a letter D. Um, life unexamined is not worth living. Oh, God, I know that's that's Dino, Dino Papadopoulos. That was close, but no cigar. <laughs> no, that was Democritus. Oh, that was that's Democritus. a hard name to pronounce also, isn't it? Well, if you like that, how do you like Epictetus? I, I still can't get his name, uh, his name pronunciation correct. Epictetus. Yes. E-P-I-C-T. What did he say? (laughs) What's what's he famous for? After you get get through the mouthful of saying his name, he said, try to enjoy the great festival of life with other men. Oh, wow. So anyway, uh, there's a few quotations to start off our day. Before we get into our subject, which is life insurance, and more importantly, life insurance is not just for the people who come after you. It's primarily for that purpose. But a lot of people don't realize that you can use your life insurance to help take care of yourself as well. And we like to tell people all the time, it's really important to work with somebody like the professionals in our office because we do a lot of work in this area. And you need to have a professional advisor. This is the day and age when you can go on uh, a website and you can look at term insurance quotes and say, I like this one because it's the cheapest or something of that nature. That doesn't always work for you. And there are differences between different kinds of insurance. So I'm going to address that just very briefly. Mm -hmm. Um, Let me just remind everybody why we do life insurance in the first place. We do it because it should be part of everybody's estate plan. It should be part of everybody's living plan. You want to make sure that if something should happen to you, and life happens unexpectedly, as we all know, that there's going to be something available to provide income, perhaps, for those who are left behind you. Mm -hmm. Some people do it very simply. They'll take out a $10,000 life insurance policy because they want to pay for their funeral and burial expenses. And that's a logical thing to do. Um, How much life insurance do you need? It depends on your income. It depends on your station in life. Uh, There are guidelines. One general guideline is that Life insurance should normally cover five to seven times the amount of your annual income. So if you make $25,000 a year, maybe you need one hundred and fifty dollars to $175,000 of life insurance. Because if something happens to you and you're a main income provider, um, that life insurance can help provide an income source to take care of that. I've told this story once before, but I think it's worth repeating. Um, I had a gentleman once who was working for a computer company in the Boston area, and he was making $300,000 a year in salary. This is a true story. His wife stayed at home with two young children, 
and he had a $300,000 life insurance policy through work, and that was it. And what I told him is I said, you don't have enough life insurance. If you should pass away, that $300,000 will pay for the equivalent of one year of lifestyle in your household. And that's not going to be enough to educate your children or to continue their lifestyle after that. Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, your wife goes out and gets remarried to somebody else who's making more money than you were. I I didn't tell him that. (laughs) (laughs) You have to be a little bit judicious when you talk to people. Uh, But I think like that all the time, Phil. (laughs) I really do. You'd be a great novelist. (laughs) (laughs) So in any event, um, he ended up buying several million dollars of life insurance, and uh, I think it was two million. And if you... If he's some, if something happened to him and he passed away and his estate collected $2 million of life insurance and he made 5% interest on that, that's $100,000 of income. That still doesn't replace the income that he right. would have had. So generally, five to seven times the amount of your income is a logical amount. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're younger in life, usually you're taking care of your rent, your mortgage payment, Uh, your expenses, feeding young children, perhaps. Um, You can't afford typically a lot of money. So a lot of times we'll see that younger people will purchase term insurance. Remember, term insurance is not permanent insurance. It's insurance only for a very specified period of time, maybe 20 years, 30 years. And at the end of that term, it stops. Mm -hmm. And something like less than 2% of all term insurance is ever even collected. So definitely, if you have young children, you need insurance. Mm-hmm. If it's not affordable for you, at least get term insurance. It's very affordable. Right. When you get older, uh, when you have more resources, then you need to think about putting some money into permanent insurance, including universal life insurance or index life insurance. I'm going to talk about that in just a moment. Okay. And not everybody is insurable. You have to have reasonable medical health, but surprisingly, you can have medical issues you can have been treated for cancer or had other illnesses in the past. And as long as a certain amount of time has gone by, you can still qualify for life insurance. So don't automatically assume because you have some medical issues or you take prescription drugs that you're not going to qualify for insurance because you can. And uh, we've had many, many success stories when we've been able to help somebody purchase life insurance and then they die and it's been an absolute life-saving uh, blessing for the family who right. who is left behind. So now, does the same apply when you uh, purchase term insurance? Yes, it does. Um, we had a gentleman on the vineyard. Um, I'll tell this story. I've told this before. Um, he died of ALS, uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah, and that's been in the news a lot lately with the ice bucket sure, challenge. Yes. They've oh, raised. Yes. Uh, many millions of dollars to yeah. f- uh, help uh, sponsor research into finding a cure for ALS. But you can't tell ahead of time if you're going to get that particular disease. And he was in reasonable health. He was primarily involved in buying and selling real estate. He had hold it. He had fix it. He had flip it. He had rent it. At the time of his death, when he had ALS, uh, just the last three years of his life before he died, um, Things didn't go well in the real estate market. So, in fact, when he did die, he um, his real estate was sold off, but primarily it just paid off mortgages. There really wasn't anything left for his widow. Okay. But 
Could he have? He had purchased a one million dollar life insurance policy with us. Was it term or the other? Uh, th- that particular policy was term. It was a one million dollar term policy that he bought. And when he did that, um, his wife was so grateful. She said, "This is really the only true money I'm going to have." And she was grateful that he had the foresight to do that. Right. In his case, it was term. Mm-hmm. But, you know, thank God that he had done that at least. Yeah. So term insurance is useful for many, many situations. And sometimes we'll tell people, you know, if you want to carry some permanent insurance and some term insurance, sometimes you'll carry some of each. Right. But it's a question of what can you afford, how healthy are you. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions I think a lot of people will ask is, uh, do you want the insurance to be there when you're gone, or do you simply want it to be there for a very specified period of time? Now, again, one final uh, thought about term insurance is this. If you have young children, you absolutely ought to have some term insurance in place. And it ought to be in place at least for a period that's going to cover through the time when they might be in college if they're going to go to school. Mm-hmm. Because that way, if something should happen to you, uh, you end up with uh, the ability to fund their education. Sure. And without that, they may not get an education. Yes, yes. Um, so term insurance is useful. It's appropriate. Mm-hmm. And we'll often see clients that will have a mixture of both term insurance and permanent insurance. The other thing I want to just toss out as a quick reminder, because sometimes I forget this, is if somebody happens to have a larger life insurance policy, you don't want to own it individually You don't want to cross-own each other's policies. That's a great myth. Some people say, well, I'll own the policy on my wife's life. My wife will own the policy on my life. That doesn't do any good for tax purposes, for creditor purposes, for nursing home purposes. It's all in the same bucket. Um, Just remember that. So what you can do instead is if you have a larger life insurance policy, have it owned by an irrevocable life insurance trust. Mm -hmm. That's not part of your estate. Creditors can't get at it. And it's a much smarter way to do it. And uh, your wife, Tenny, and Michael take care of that at the office, right? Yes, they do. They do the Irrevocable Life Insurance Trust at the uh, at Lance Law, Inc. And, uh, by the way, you can reach them at 508-998-8800. Mm-hmm. And then I'll often work on doing the insurance side of things. And I have my own life insurance trust. I have an irrevocable life insurance trust, which has my name on it, the Raymond C. Lance Jr. Irrevocable Trust. It happens to own a $500,000 life insurance policy with John Hancock, and I'm an agent with them as well. And I don't own the policy. Uh, Tenny does not own the policy, but she's the trustee of the irrevocable trust. So in the event of my death before her... um, the $500,000 death benefit gets paid into the policy, into the uh, trust, rather, and she can keep it there. Um, It doesn't impact her if she ever had to be in a nursing home, and um, yet she has the use of those funds during her lifetime. That's a very important point, isn't it? Yes. Uh, You don't want to give the money up. You want to protect it as much as possible. Exactly. And we do it the other way around also. Um, she has a policy on her life that's owned in an insurance trust in which I am the trustee. Okay. So uh, good things to know and good things to do. Be careful how you own it, but more importantly, be careful of the kinds of insurance that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk primarily today about, uh, we've talked a little bit about using a professional advisor. When you want to leave money to your family behind you, um, 
people who are going to follow you, you want to make sure that every dollar is going to be available to them. I've often said that sometimes for nursing home purposes, people are always very concerned about losing money to a nursing home if they have to go into a nursing home. One of the best things I could ever tell people is set up an irrevocable life insurance trust, put the money into the premiums into that. You don't own it. Do it right from the beginning. You've never owned that policy, and a nursing home can't get at it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not a bad option instead of doing uh, long-term care insurance, for example. So you want to preserve your legacy. You want to protect your legacy. We've talked a little bit about term insurance. It's cheaper. It's more affordable. Get it when you're younger, but as you start to get older, you want to have more permanent insurance. You want to have it last and be available in case you're gone. There's universal life insurance, and then more recently, in the last 15 to 20 years, there's been something called indexed life, universal life, indexed universal life. We do that, and we also do indexed annuities. And the reason for the indexing is, be, is because you don't have any downside. You can't lose money if the stock market goes down, for example. The indexed policy is tied to something like the Standard & Poor's, the S&P 500 index. Yeah. And because of that, if the index goes up, the values in the policy go up. But if the index goes down, you lock in the benefits to where you are. So you can't lose money on it. But with the index universal life insurance policy, it does build cash value. You can use it as a loan. You can borrow money from the company. You can use it to pay the insurance premiums. You can use it as collateral to buy something else. So let's say you suddenly want to buy another piece of real estate or whatever it happens to be. You can use the cash value in your life insurance policy as collateral. It's uh, flexible in terms of how you make premium payments. Mm -hmm. You have to pay a minimum amount every year to keep your insurance in force. But you can continue to add more money to it, which will then further increase your cash value. So it has both upside potential and it's got downside protection. And it's also going to protect you against inflation. And then more importantly, we're going to talk about some of the benefits of doing uh, index universal life insurance policy because you can use money during your lifetime for various things. You can sometimes do a joint survivor universal life policy also. That's on two people. So let's say it's a married couple. They can say, well, um, we're going to have this policy only available when we're both gone because that's when we might have to pay some estate taxes or that's when the last benefit will go out to our family whether it's nieces and nephews or children or charity, whatever it happens Mm -hmm. to be. You know, one of the great strategies that charities should use more, and we're going to be teaching them how to do that, how to teach the nonprofit organizations how to do it, is see which of your members in your nonprofit organization would be willing to have a life insurance policy on their life And instead of making an annual donation to the charity, which goes into the general pot, they can pay the insurance premium on the policy, which will be owned by the nonprofit organization. And then when you die, the nonprofit organization, instead of getting your $1,000 a year, whatever you've been paying, is going to get a much larger life insurance death benefit. So it's a great way for nonprofits to plan as well. And if you happen to belong to a nonprofit organization or if you work for a nonprofit organization and you're listening, 
uh, get in touch with me and I'd be happy to show you how to set up this kind of a program. And it's, it's almost in the nature of doing planned giving. Uh, it, it can greatly multiply the value of the nonprofit's funds, their endowment, and so forth. And um, if, as a reminder, we didn't announce this before, but if you'd like to reach me uh, at any time, please feel free to call my office, USA Wealth Group. We're located at 352 Fonts Corner Road in Dartmouth, and you can call at 508-998-8858. And, uh, Deb, what's our website? It's usawealthgroup.com. Okay. You'll notice that Deb mm-hmm. isn't doing a lot of talking today because I got her here under false pretenses. <laughs> no. sure she did. wasn't going to be talking on the microphone at all, and neither were you. Were you, Matthew? <laughs> See, they were here to take some pictures today, so Uh I've I've sort of put them on the spot. So let's talk about some of the ways to use the living benefits of Mm -hmm. permanent life insurance. Okay. And we're going to go into some detail right after the break, but you can do it to you can use it for dealing with unexpected things that happen in life, and that's what happens in life. You can educate children. You can generate cash for a business. You can have it as an emergency place to take money uh, if you have a problem. You can also use it to supplement retirement income. So if any of those things have uh, appealed to you or curiosity, if you have curiosity, stay tuned. And right after the break, we're going to go into some detail and tell you how you can pull money out of a life insurance policy and use it for other things other than just making a death benefit for those who come after you. We will be right back.
of stuff. <laughs> but who's watching? <laughs> well, um, I want you to know we're not recording right now yet, right? We are. Is uh, Deb and Matt going to join us again? They'll they'll pop back okay. over for a second. All right. But we can start without them. Yeah. And welcome back to the Money Wise Radio Show, brought to you by USA Wealth Group. And wow, what an interesting first half hour, eh? Well, thanks very much. You know, life insurance for most people is uh, sort of a go-to-sleep subject. But, gosh, if you don't have life insurance, you really should look into it. When you're younger, absolutely to protect your kids. But even when the kids are younger, you can do life insurance of a permanent nature, and you can accumulate cash inside that policy and help provide for college education. And you can borrow the money out. We're doing that actually with a number of children. We're doing it with grandchildren situation mm-hmm. in which uh, parents have said, well, I'd like to give some money to my grandchildren for their education. And the problem with that for financial aid purposes, is it puts money into their name, into their account, and it makes them less eligible to receive scholarships, loans, and grants. I see. And so if you had it in a life insurance policy instead, then um, you can protect the money and shelter the money in a way that doesn't reduce their options for collecting insurance, uh, collecting uh, school aid, college aid. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, Index Universal Life Insurance is a real growth tool because you can use it for um, death in case of a death benefit. You can use it for helping to accumulate cash for college or for retirement. We have a lot of situations in which we'll put money in. Let's say the children are age 30 and they've got an older parent who wants to give them money. If the parent put aside $5,000 a year for, say, 10 years, $50,000 total, starting at age 30 and ending at age 40, uh, and didn't pay any more money into that policy, when those children get to be age 65, 35 years later, and go to retire, they're going to be able to pull out a lifetime income benefit that's probably going to be in the range of thirty-five dollars to $55,000 a year and it'll be a loan against the policy, and it won't even be income to them. Hmm. It wow. won't, it won't, it's much better than an IRA account and under many circumstances. So um, don't overlook the benefits of index life insurance sure. because it's all upside and virtually no downside, and uh, we encourage people to take a look at that. But let's say you needed to generate money for your own retirement. You can do the same thing. You start out with a uh, universal life policy, preferably an indexed one when you're younger, and just keep paying the premiums, add additional money if you have additional money. By the time you go to retire, you could have a very significant retirement account, and you can do the same thing that I just described you can do with children or grandchildren. You can borrow the money out. You're not borrowing from your own policy. You're borrowing from the company, but because you have cash value in your policy, you're allowed to do that, and it creates an enormous benefit and it's not income. Right. Retirement accounts and uh, IRA accounts are going to be taxable income. This is not taxable mm-hmm. income. You can cover education costs. If you have some unexpected emergency, 
You know, life is really very strange and some unexpected things happen. There was a news story uh, recently where a gentleman was trying to dig this three-ton boulder out of the side of his foundation. And he was digging this big hole and continuing to dig around the boulder and then undermine the boulder. And the boulder rolled out and crushed him to death. And and hindsight is wonderful. It wasn't a very smart thing to do, but it was a terrible, terrible accident. And nobody even knew it happened. And um, I just can't imagine it. But gosh, you know, life insurance is for the unexpected and... um, that's why we do it, because life is unexpected. Would he get double indemnity? No. I I have to be careful at this point. I'm going to give you some quotations, because I don't want to make any jokes about it, because there's some things we could say that wouldn't be nice to say, but that wasn't a very bright thing to do. Um, <laughs> Not on his part, it wasn't. I mean, I can think of all kinds of things, and of course, hindsight is wonderful. Like, you could have stuck a two-by-four in there to prop the boulder up so that while you're digging underneath it, it's not going to roll on you or, gosh. When does insurance pay double? Or does it still? Oh, sure. You can get a life insurance policy. You can have an accidental death benefit rider that pays double in the event of accident. Okay. Uh, You can absolutely do those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, Benjamin Franklin once said, teach me, excuse me, tell me and I forget Teach me, and I remember. Involve me, and I learn. I like it. So uh, Ben Franklin has some good quotations about life in general. And um, I continue to be amused by the studio and the performance of the people in the adjoining studios that we get to watch. (laughs) It's always interesting in the radio station. Yes. You know, we have uh, Ben Ben Franklin, even way back then, talked about... um, history and wars and so forth. Of course, he was involved in the Revolutionary War, and he said, all wars are follies, very expensive and very mischievous ones. But all wars are follies, for sure. And he also said, and this applies to many people, when you think about your money and your health and your wealth, and the most important thing for everybody really is your health, isn't right. it? Absolutely, yes. So Ben Franklin wrote, it is only when the rich are sick that they fully feel the impotence of wealth. Because mm. if you don't have your health, you don't have anything. That's right. So while you're healthy, absolutely get some life insurance. But I, I, I feel a need to add a little levity into this morning's discussion of this dull subject of life insurance. Um, there's a lady named uh, Rita Mae Brown, and she wrote once, if the world were a logical place... Men would ride side saddle. <laughs> so, think about that one. <laughs> so that's our moment of levity. So uh-huh. let's come back to living benefits of life insurance. <laughs> no, it really is true. Uh, I wonder how many people listening have thought about getting lo- long-term care insurance, but then they've decided not to because long-term care insurance can be very expensive. Long-term care insurance can sometimes be wasted money. People don't want to have to lose their money in a nursing home, so they'll take out long-term care insurance. It tends to be one of the costlier forms of insurance. But what happens if you pay long-term insurance premiums for 20 years and then you never go to a nursing home and you die? You've paid out a lot of insurance premiums for nothing for the long-term care insurance. Mm -hmm. Uh, Today, they have more complicated products where you can add on a 
death benefit rider costs a little bit more so that if you never have to make a claim for the long-term care benefits you at least get back when you die all the premiums that you paid in so that's that's an option but still um, you can accomplish the same thing often with an index life insurance policy because the policies are being written today with riders that say if you become disabled you can start extracting the cash value out of your policy there are also some policies that say as long as your premiums are up to date let's say you had a two hundred thousand dollar policy right maybe you only had fifty thousand dollars of cash value they will let you extract maybe fifty percent a hundred thousand dollars of the death benefit Okay. so you haven't died yet but you can collect out part of the money to use for your care you can use that in place of long-term care insurance as another way to help pay for the cost of long-term care insurance. And that might be a way to protect your house or allow you more time to transfer assets or do Medicaid planning and things of that nature. So there, are, you can use the cash value buildup inside of an indexed uh, universal life insurance policy for emergencies, for accidents, for college funding, for your mm-hmm. business, for your emergency. You can use it to supplement retirement and you can also use it if somebody needs to go into a nursing home. Well, as a supplement to retirement, let's say I'm 65 years old or 66 years old. Is it expensive to purchase insurance at this stage of my life? No, not necessarily. Um, you can buy insurance at any age. And I have a few statistics about, well, let me, let me focus on long-term care insurance for one minute. Yeah. Generally, under age 44, only 4% of the long-term care insurance policies are sold to people under 44 mm-hmm. because they think that it's something for when they get older. Uh, 22% of long-term care policies are sold to people between the ages of 45 and 54. And then more than half, about 54%, are sold between ages in 55 and 64. But life insurance is often sold to people in the ages of 55 to, say, 74, Sometimes because they have built up a large number of assets, large amount of assets, and they're going to have to pay estate taxes. And taking out a life insurance policy is one way to pay for the cost of the estate tax without having to take your own assets to do it. And therefore, you can effectively leave your entire estate to your family. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, it's affordable. Uh, let me think. I've had my policy. I took out my policy probably when I was... 58, I think, my $500,000 death benefit policy. But I have insured people up to age 90 when they had a specific reason to do it. It's obviously a lot more expensive then, and we we know that you're not at that age yet. 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 (laughs) But we we all hope to get there, don't we? (laughs) Absolutely. So long-term care insurance often is looked at as you either use the benefit or you lose the benefit of the premiums that you paid in. So... What are your concerns? What are your risks? Um, most people are concerned, ironically, about losing their money and not having enough income to live on in retirement. Right. The second thing they're concerned about is uh, having to go to a nursing home. And then the third thing is they don't want to mm-hmm. pay taxes. Um, you can solve a lot of these problems through the simple vehicle of life insurance. One thing I want to mention about these living benefit riders that I've described, and it's very important for people to realize, is for the most part, all these living benefit riders have no additional cost to them. 
So if you shop wisely when you're doing the life insurance, make sure you're working with a life insurance company that offers these living benefit riders with no additional cost. And uh, you pay the regular premium you do for the life insurance. And if you think about it, there's nothing wrong with doing that because or there should be no additional cost to the company. Mm-hmm. They're simply allowing you to extract benefits from the policy earlier than when you die. And the companies you work with at USA Wealth Group fall under this category, right? That's absolutely. Absolutely. The other thing to tell you is we do insurance quotes for somebody. Mm-hmm. We get quotations typically from at least 10 different companies. So ten. we can 10. That is awesome. Wow. So we can show you a chart. You can see what the premium costs are and so forth. Yep. It's not just here, here's one policy and let's let's put this policy in place. You have a chance to see what other policies cost. If you become incapacitated and you want to take money out of your policy, and sometimes, as I said, it can be part of the death benefit, not just the cash value, it typically has to be a permanent condition of disability, some kind of a permanent situation. And um, the average age of life insurance of this kind is typically bought between uh, 45 to 50 years old for people for permanent insurance. Um, typically, term is 45 to 50 or younger. Mm-hmm. And again, if you've got young children, absolutely protect them. Um, my son, Peter, uh, who's working with the Horace Mann Group and Lance Family Agency, um, his children are now 10, 7, and 1, and there's a life insurance policy on each of them. Great. And it's doing two things. If something unfortunate happened to one of them, it's going to help provide education for the others. And we don't ever want that to happen, obviously. Right. But it's also going to build some cash value, which can be used for their education. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to simply say to yourself, I want the cheapest insurance possible. I mean, you're talking term insurance if you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And term insurance absolutely has its place, but it's not the best product on the market. And the question I want to remind you is, do you want the insurance to be there when you're not there? And if so, term insurance for a while, but you want to have some permanent insurance as well. So one of the things that these living benefit riders will give is a peace of mind, and uh, they don't have any additional cost. They increase the value of your policy. And the other important point I'd like to make uh, today is that If you have existing insurance policies, and I don't care whether it's a term policy or a whole life policy or a universal policy, if it's more than five years old, have it reviewed. Give me a call, 508-998-8858. What's happened is that we're all living longer. Uh, We have medical advances now that are allowing everyone to live longer and stay healthier longer. And because of that, uh, the insurance companies have made money, so... Somebody taking out a new policy today at the age of 30, let's say, it's going to be less expensive for them to do that today than it would have been for somebody who 10 years ago was 30. And so you can often take the existing policies that you have and have the same amount of coverage or more coverage for the same cost or a lesser cost. And we've done that many, many times. In the case of permanent insurance where there might be cash value, we'll do something called a tax-free exchange or 1035 exchange under the Internal Revenue Code. We can take an existing policy, and we've done this. Uh, We've got people in Freetown we did this for not long ago, for example, where we said, 
you've got a $75,000 death benefit, but you've got $35,000 of cash value, and we're able to do an exchange into a new policy with $150,000 of death benefit instead of $75,000. We transferred the cash over to the new policy, and there were no more premiums to pay on the new policy. So they ended up with a new policy, higher amount of death benefit, and no more premiums to pay. Uh, so there are things like that that you can do. If you have an older policy, uh, there isn't any obligation or cost, come in and we'll review it for you and we'll show you whether you can improve your position. And it's the old story. If you can end up with more benefit for the same dollars, why wouldn't you at least of look course. at it? You bet. So insurance is a, is a moving uh, field uh, today. Um, you have to be healthy. You have to have... Um, you can have some medical conditions, um, but underwriting today is more generous. Underwriting means the process where they come and they give you an exam. You know, when I had an exam for one of my policies once, I did it in my office. Really? And um, I actually laid across the conference table and they took my blood pressure lying down. Now, that would be a photo option for a selfie. I would love mm -hmm. to see that. Yes. I mean, I was clothed and everything. I wasn't, you know, undressed. But still, I can see you doing that right now, Ray. We should put that on the website, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we want to tell you that uh, we can help you make sense of underwriting. Uh, the companies operate on the general principle of fairness. You do have to have a medical exam when you get right. anything more than $10,000. Typically, you're going to have a medical exam and a mm -hmm. blood test. But you don't have to go to a doctor's office. They will come to you. They'll go to your house. They'll go to your place of business. Right. Um, and Matthew, now you're younger than everybody here today. Um, do you have any life insurance? No. No, okay. <laughs> well, Matthew, I'll tell you what we're going to do. Um, How old are you, Matthew? 24. 24. And he doesn't have any dependents at this point. So, no. But we're going to talk about why you might want to have life insurance well, for example, uh, here's a reason why Matthew might want to have life insurance, and maybe it's a simple term policy. Mm -hmm. And Matt, if you took out a $100,000 life insurance policy, term policy at your age, it would probably cost you $25 a month. I could swing that. Yeah, I mean, it's really inexpensive. And if you think about the fact that you recently graduated from college, and you either paid your way or you might have some student loans, and we don't have to talk about that now, or your parents put some money in to help pay for your college, that would be a way that some of those costs could get paid back. We don't want anything to happen to you. But life insurance at his age is extremely affordable. You bet. And uh, so we, we'll talk about that at some point in time, and there might be some reasons for mm -hmm. you to consider that. Yeah. And... Um, it's, it's very straightforward to do. So, Deb, were you about to say something? Not really. <laughs> you, you look like you're going like to say something, Deb. Well, we, we didn't really ask you here to say anything today, so uh, I won't um, embarrass you much. Right? Right. Good. Thanks, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to give just a couple of more quotations. Um, Here's one from our famous Greeks, Epictetus again. <laughs> Only the educated are free. Only the educated are free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this one is for Deb today. 
this is a little gender sensitive. So this was from Zaza Gabor. <laughs> Zaza. Yes. Is it, is it Zaza or Zaza? Zaza. Zaza. Okay, Zaza Gabor. Yes, darling. I want a man who's kind and understanding. Is that too much to ask of a millionaire? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then here's another one that I think is a, a cute one that I like. This mm-hmm. is from a lady named Helen Rowland. It takes a woman 20 years to make a man of her son. <laughs> And another woman, 20 minutes to make a fool of him. <laughs> what do you think? Are these appropriate quotations? Absolutely. Very <laughs> cute. I like to do the quotations. I think they're fun. And we're going to close with one final Greek quotation for ah. you, Phil. Now, this is the famous Greek philosopher whose name begins with a P. Oh, Philip. Philip. I, I don't know what his last name was or his first name or if he even had more than one name. The greatest wealth is to live content with little. Well, Plato did just that. But it doesn't sound like the normal Greeks, does it? No, not the normal Greeks of today. Maybe of 2,000 years ago, but not of today. (laughs) Well, that's enough of our quotations today. Um, I'd just like to remind people again that if you have questions about life insurance and if you'd like to take a look at it, you really owe it to yourself, and more importantly, you owe it to those who are going to be left behind you That's in, to take a look yeah. at life insurance and say, Most is it right important. for me? Can I afford it? Right. Should I get term insurance? Should I get a combination of term insurance and indexed universal life insurance? Yes. Do I want to build money for retirement? Do I want to build money to educate children or grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Indexed universal life insurance has many, many benefits and allows you to do that. We'd be happy to meet with you. Uh, we will do quotations for you with uh, no charge. There's never any charge to do that. We collect some data from you. We send it off to the wholesalers that we work with. And generally within a matter of a couple of hours, we get quotations back, as I said, from about 10 different companies. And it ought to be an integral part of your retirement plan and an integral part of your estate plan. And more importantly, it ought to be a part of your plan to protect your family, and your beneficiaries. So don't think of life insurance as something that you can't afford or you'll think about it someday. Uh, do something with it now. We, we help a lot of people in this area. And uh, different times of your life, you have different needs. And uh, it's just really mm-hmm. worth doing. It's one of the greatest gifts you can provide for your family. And yeah, I've told yes. you a few situations and when that's been uh, very helpful and very successful. This is why uh, you always remind us to live well, plan wisely, and retire comfortably. And this is what you help people do. And most importantly, we want to have you not lose anything and leave as much as you can for your family. You bet. So give us a call. We'd be happy to see you anytime. And I thank you so much for listening. We're going to talk about job creation, I believe, next week and some ideas for how you can find a job and job training programs in the area. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I, w- I would like to thank very much uh, Deb Brodier for being with us this morning. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Phil. Oh, it's a pleasure. And see, it wasn't as bad as you thought. And uh, Matthew <laughs> Medeiros, thank you for being with us this morning. You're very welcome. 
And we're going to talk about life insurance soon, aren't we? <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> $25, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great Sunday. And we'll see you next Sunday at the same time right here on AM 1420 WBSM for the Money Wise Radio Show brought to you by USA Wealth Group. So long, everybody.